0: Hi, welcome to Astrobabble. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology.
1: And I'm Linda from Scullywag Astrology.
0: And we're talking about the eclipse today um, that's going to happen on April 30th. Mm-hmm. And the astrology that will go with it till the next uh, full moon.
1: Mm-hmm. Which will be a lunar eclipse. So if you're in Pacific time, this solar eclipse will be happening at 1.28 p.m. If you're Mountain Time USA it will be 2.28pm. Central Time will be 3.28pm. Eastern Standard Time 4.28pm. If you're in the UK it will be 9.28pm. Those are all on the 30th of April. And if you're in Australia, if you're in Perth way over on the western side it'll be 4.28am on the 1st of May.
0: And if you're on the east coast, it will be 6:28 a.m. on the first of May. Yep. and this is going to happen on the fourth Moon Mansion, and that mm. will be good for um, planting seeds, buying clothes, buying pets or beasts. If you are, if you have a farm, um, it's also good for journeying. So, it's oh. go on a trip. It is not good to get associated with people in power, it could end up you could end up regretting it. Oh interesting. Um, yeah. And if you are captured it it speaks of long captivity.
1: Oh not much fun at all. So mind your <laughs>
0: P's and Q's <laughs> Oh my okay.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: So, fair enough. So that's uh, the moon mansion. Yeah. Excellent. Um this particular um Eclipse. This it's a solar eclipse, so it's happening. It happens with a new moon because you can only get to have a solar eclipse when there is a new moon present. Uh, it started in 850 AD, or yeah, hmm. common era right now, or CE, um, mm-hmm. and it will end. What did we say? 2094. Yes. So that's the Saros yes. cycle. If you um, watched our eclipse episode. Oh, we, mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a, um, we did a, the saros Cycles and how, how it all, how, how it starts at the bottom pole or the North Pole and it will go. So this is the saros um, Cycle 6 North is what it's called. And um, yeah, it started in 9, 850. And the thing that they have documented is coffee was discovered. Oh,
1: Nice. So
0: usually things that start out hopefully they just change how they're going to be formulated because I would hate to see that coffee came to an end <laughs> and that that oh, going to end in 2094 so mm-hmm, hopefully mm-hmm. we have a, a new a new thing for coffee but that's mm. when it was discovered was was right on that eclipse.
1: Oh wow interesting and um Eclipses sometimes well the Theros cycles they go in 18 year cycles so Donna I believe you have the dates of um, previous eclipses for this century
0: ah, yes. uh, at this
1: saros cycle.
0: Yeah so yeah it's going to be around the same kind of flavor that you experienced if you were around in 1914, um, 1950, 1968, 1986, 2004, 2022 and the next one will be in 2040. So it's going to be the same flavor and that has to do with uh, father figures or accepting commitments because somebody else was not able to fulfill the responsibility. So that's what this eclipse is supposed to be about. Eclipses also give you shocking news or, or things come to light abruptly. So that's the other signature of an eclipse. So yeah. Coffee really fits in there. (laughs) (laughs) It wakes
1: you up anyway.
0: Yeah so
1: the eclipse degree is 10 degrees Taurus, 28 minutes. If you've got planets in your natal chart that are very close to that degree, say, say about two degrees either side, so from about 8 to 12 degrees of Taurus or opposite at um, Scorpio or square that at uh, Leo or Aquarius you might find this eclipse a little bit more it's more likely to have an impact on you than people who don't have planets or chart points which would be say your ascendant or MC Um, you're more likely to experience something with this eclipse than somebody who doesn't have planets or chart points there
0: should we get ready and let people understand what possibly they could be feeling and how these eclipses are hitting their particular houses. A lot of times what you're looking for the ha- the eclipses are with are have to do with the nodes and if we remember the north node is like the head or what we what we're trying to get more of and the south node looks like a a, a horseshoe yeah right at the bottom of the chart and it's what we're trying to get rid of. And I think the eclipses have a lot to do with trying to achieve balance in those two houses whichever those two (laughs) houses are going to fall.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah that's interesting. Um, I suppose things coming to light in one house and then the other house a week, not a week, two weeks before or after because solar eclipses always have a lunar eclipse with them either two weeks before or two weeks after so you've got those two houses both having a lot of strong emphasis on them so
0: Hmm. so the aspects um, that are also associated with this eclipse are Uranus is really close to it so that's going to give more oomph to that shock and awe usually associated with eclipses as well as that Mars is sextiling those eclipses. So those are the those are the things that are tying in with that eclipse. You've got that real quick, you know, Uranus energy with that. Let's rush into everything in that Mars, which is they're 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 yeah. all sextiling. So those are the planet energies that are going to be affecting the eclipse, and probably for the next at least for sure to next two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes eclipses can go on for just that 18 months of the eclipse, you know, axis going back and forth. Sometimes some of those themes can even carry on for 18 years. So, yeah, hang on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, eclipses quite often bring shocks and surprises. And that Uranus is known for shocks and surprises and sudden events. So it's kind of like, yeah, maybe we're in for some really big shocks or the people that have planets very close to that degree or square or opposite so yeah.
0: Please don't say that. That eclipse is happening right on my ascendant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it's on my Venus as well so yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. We'll see if we're
1: here in a month's time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well it'll be exciting that's for sure. I, I, I have no doubt that um, things will be changing. So, yeah. yeah, so if this is happening in your first house, it's also going to be happening in your seventh house, is, you know, that access. I'm, would be looking for things that are, you know, changing my personal life. So my hair, you know, education, if I, whatever I want to do to myself, or I might have an away, you know, I might find something out about myself, like my actual birth time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah you could that that this would be the time with with that would be happening with those eclipses.
1: Mm -hmm. And if you're an Aries ascendant funnel moon this will be happening over the second and eighth house axis. So things to do with finances, income, resources. These are things that you know help you and you know resources can include people you know supporters these are going to be kind of perhaps a little bit shocking or surprising news could come to uh, you around about this time. And then uh, in a couple of weeks, you've got the opposite house, the eighth house of other people's money highlighted.
0: Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things that are in flux with the, uh, with, the with money and banking is for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Moving on, if you are a high seas. This is going to be happening in your third house. And on that axis it's going to be your third and ninth. So it's going to have a lot to do with awakenings or or new things that are coming out in your community or news from overseas as well. Higher education but mostly in your community. That's where the eclipse is actually happening is in your third house.
1: Yeah. And if you're an Aquarius This will be happening over your fourth house. So this is home, home, family, your living conditions, real estate. So there could be some surprising, perhaps shocking events happening regarding those uh, topics. It's also going to call in your 10th house when uh, we have the lunar eclipse a couple of weeks later, which is career and public reputation.
0: And then if you're a Capricorn, this is going to be happening in your fifth house. And that has to do with your children, things you create. Uh, Pluto happens to be residing in that house. That could and it's... that could have a lot of impact with changing things up. If you want to change things up it might give you an idea of how to do that.
1: Yeah and if you're a Sagittarius this will be happening over your sixth and twelfth house axis. Which is uh, a difficult access. Sixth house is associated with illness. Also pets, people that may work for you or people you work with. It's also the house of service and then a couple of weeks later you're drawing in the 12th house which has to do with our undoing. It's uh, self-defeating habits, addictions, escapism can also be charitable on that. It can be places of confinement like prisons and hospitals.
0: And if you are a Scorpio rising, this is going to be happening in your seventh house and that is going to be impactful. Or you're, You might very well discover something about your significant other or the other person who you have a relationship. You might discover you know somebody you've been working with for a very long time and all of a sudden you know find out they don't like broccoli And it's <laughs> shocking is <laughs>
1: so yeah you can see them in a new light somehow yes. yeah yes mm-hmm. and uh if you're a libra this is going to be happening in the 8th house. So this is another difficult house. It's uh associated with death, but that doesn't mean that sudden death's going to necessarily happen so don't panic. Uh it's also other people's uh money. So this is things like financial agreements, this is uh, joint finances, joint ventures, it's loans and debts, it's taxation and and insurances, inheritances and um, yeah and then a couple of weeks later you've got the second house of your money, your finances, your resources highlighted. So this is the axis of mine versus ours or shared or somebody else's finances, money and
0: resources. And if you are a Virgo, this is going to be happening in your ninth house. This has to do with maybe taking a trip far away if you are, were expecting of or when it's a good time to take a trip. Well, with this mansion for sure it is time to take a trip. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this will have, this will have to do with um, higher education as well. If you want to start a new class, this would highlight that as well. I'm not so sure. A lot of people just de- a lot of people say that it's not good to start anything during eclipses. They pretty much resemble, like we've said before. in, in the eclipse, one is is one is is represents Saturn, and, and one has the energy of Mars. So unless you're comfortable with those, I would really consider whether you want to start something. It could it could change it it could be it could be startling it could be an awakening as well
1: yeah i mean i was thinking about that earlier because some people look forward to change and some people dread it you know and this eclipse is in taurus which doesn't like change but you know we've got uranus there too so right change is going to happen yeah you know not necessarily for everybody but you know if you've got planets or chart points very close to those eclipse degrees, I'd say, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's gonna happen. And I mean, I had this not so much with an eclipse, but with Uranus, you know, it was in my fourth house of home and family. And eventually it got it nearly got all the way through and then it was like, yep, you're moving house, <laughs> whether you like it or not. And and it turned out to be brilliant. It's much better. But yeah it's change or
0: change will be be thrust upon you yeah yeah which is always fun I think I my my motto is as long as you're alive expect change
1: yeah yeah well yeah it's just one of those things isn't it (laughs) but yeah starting new things I suppose you know they say probably not to do anything too drastic between eclipses but But, yeah, certainly you're going to have perhaps new information coming to light where, you know, then you can make choices or maybe, you know, you will have to make choices or, you know, you'll have new information to uh, inform those choices. So, hmm. And if you are a Leo, this is going to be happening over your 10th and 4th house. So the 10th house is traditionally career, public reputation. So it could be, you know, it's a very visible house. So this could be something coming to light about you and your public reputation. Uh, It could be something to do with work or authorities, your boss. It could be authority in general. It could be even parents as authority figures and then two weeks later it'll be happening, we'll have a lunar eclipse in the fourth house of home and family. It's going to be kind of
0: probably a push and pull between
1: career and home.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I like, I think that's for sure. Yeah, and then if you're a Cancer ascendant, this is going to be happening in your 11th house, and if you're a Cancer ascendant, chances are these eclipses and all Uh, all eclipses will affect you more than they affect the average person because you are you have that lunar um, connection and like I said if this is if you are a Cancer it's going to be happening in your 11th house and that's the house of groups and friends and hopes and dreams and so if you have you know you might have a friend who gives you out of the blue news or very shocking news. Uh, this would be a good time to expect stuff like that.
1: Yeah, to happen. At okay. least the eleventh and fifth are, are good houses, so it, it's less likely to be traumatic than if it's happening over your sixth, twelfth, or eighth, second.
0: <laughs> right. At least, well, and and it's aspecting the uh, the eclipse via sextile, which is a nicer aspect. Yeah. Than, yeah. Um, say, a square. Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> true. Very true. And uh, if you're a Gemini this is happening over your 12th and 6th house. Uh, The solar eclipse will be happening in your 12th house of your undoing addictions, escapism, self-defeating habits, places of confinement like prisons, hospitals. It can also be solitude, retreat. It can be yeah... It's a difficult house if you can channel it into something perhaps charitable or taking time out and recharging, you know, that solitude, it's kind of a little bit hermit like, perhaps that can uh, work a little bit better for you. And then two weeks later, you've got it over the sixth house, which is uh, service uh, to others. It's often associated with work, usually co workers or people that work for you, pets. Or illness. So it can be a difficult house but unless you've got planets around about 8 to 12 degrees of Taurus, Scorpio, Leo or Aquarius I wouldn't be stressing too much and even if you do have those it might you know just because you've got an eclipse there doesn't mean it's going to be traumatic. It's just more likely to be surprising. Something might come to light regarding those matters.
0: Are you ready to go for the aspects or should we talk about yeah. stone? I have a stone while you're getting ready. Oh okay. Yeah
1: what stone have you got? Let me <laughs> let me just stop sharing this and we'll look at the stone. What they're, stone it? they
0: they're, they're really kind of... they don't tumble well. Um, hmm. This is called fuchsite.
1: Fuchsite.
0: It's very sparkly. It's very sparkly. It's, I wish I wish I wish I could show you how sparkly it is. You can see a little because bit of sparkle you, there, yeah. If you were to rub it on your on your face, it will leave like um little sparkles. But this stone, um fuchsite, is got a most hardness of like a two or a two point five. So that's one of the reasons why you can't really tumble it because it'll it'll break apart. You, know, you can almost oh, okay. have that. Like, will this, this is...
1: one dissolve in water too?
0: No, no, no. It won't dissolve in water but it will it'll break apart real fast and real easy. So there's a little oh, bit okay. of shine to it. You can almost yeah, do that shine yeah, but see. it's really really shiny. Um, anyways, it's great for pain. This, oh, okay. this stone is what I use when people say, you know, my shoulder hurts or my knee hurts or, you know, whatever. This is a stone. It works on the fourth, sh- the fourth chakra, which is the heart chakra.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, And it is good for uh emergency recovery, emotional re- recovery as well because it's, it's the heart. So uh-huh. yeah, it's the heart and our Pain. I, I I, my shoulder was in spasm a couple of weeks ago and I put this on there you know just because it was I, it was the closest stone that I had and I was like let's see what this will do and I was amazed with the results. So I really it's my new faith is for especially <laughs> with the springtime and you've been cooped up all winter and you're starting to shovel and dig and that, that, that that's, a, that's a good timely <laughs> stone. Um, Yeah and it's found in um, Norway, Russia which probably make sure it's not from Russia or you will be um, uh, you will be uh, contributing to that income. Um, And Brazil. So yeah Norway and Brazil are are the are the um, places where you want to get your fuchsia from. Make sure that you talk to your uh, gem dealer, and make sure that they are getting it from those two places. Nice. And uh, are you going to write an article about that? I am. I am. I mm-hmm. have already started it. So, yeah, oh, excellent. It will be up. Mm-hmm. I, will, mm-hmm. I will. I will. I will, I will get you the link.
1: Excellent, and that will be in the description as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. So, we have um, during the eclipse. It is. Uh, Pluto is stationing right? Oh good point. What I thought. It says it's retrograde but I think it's going to be stationing.
1: Yeah I um, I have my setting set so it doesn't really show me. I have it for when it's exactly retrograde so I don't get that little S anymore. I need to
0: yeah. finesse those um, uh, things. So usually when planets station we feel them a lot so when when Pluto is stationing and Pluto is Pluto we feel a lot any 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 of the outer outer planets we feel a lot when they do station that would be um, Uran, or that be Uranus Neptune and Pluto when mm-hmm. they station because they're they're so far out there when when they station it's it's like an iron and it just it seems like make it really hotter right in that one degree where it's it, it has to go this way and then it stations and then it starts <laughs> moving the other way. So it's here for a lot longer. So we feel it at that degree a lot longer. And it, it, it is more impactful than, um, you know, a planet just racing past you. So mm-hmm. that is something to watch out for. Pluto is associated with wanting to get and acquire more power than. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a power hungry planet. It's also very intense, so be watchful yeah. for that as well. So mm-hmm. where where Capricorn is in your in your chart, you might want to take a look, make sure everything is in place to be ready for that that station and that eclipse.
1: Yeah, yeah, interesting. And we have the Venus conjunct Jupiter at the time or just after the eclipse so Venus lovely Venus exalted in Pisces and Jupiter which is ruled by which rules Pisces together the benefics usually bring good things that's what benefic means yeah it it should be nice maybe take a little bit of edge off of that um, eclipse in general you do have Neptune only three degrees away from them so that's kind of, yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, just very relaxed, very hippie, dippy, trippy kind of energy. So
0: it's just, yeah. um, yeah, I have uh, a big love. Jupiter mm-hmm. is the big Venus yeah. is love, so big love is, is, is what I was thinking. Um, healing as well. Anytime you have yeah. those benefics aspecting each other, it's great for healing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I remember you saying around about this time you had a lot of uh, healing things scheduled.
0: I'm getting them mm-hmm. lined
1: up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, the other the, on the lower end of the the Venus Jupiter is um, destructive love. Especially with that Pluto aspect. So you know not everything can be um, all rosy. So you can and and should watch out for that if that is an issue for you. I wouldn't suspect that would become an issue but... um, Yeah you're talking about
1: the Pluto, um, Sextile, Venus and... um... Jupiter Jupiter. yeah it is a sextile so hopefully not too bad it can make it easier for Pluto to kind of slide in and affect that but yeah it just brings a bit of intensity you were saying like big love so this this Pluto it's kind of intensifies that it's not just like oh I love everybody it's like oh I love you
0: (laughs) I don't know (laughs) that was scary (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but with Mars in there too <laughs> yeah
1: in modern in modern um astrology Pluto is uh the ruler of Scorpio and I was just thinking it's such a Scorpio thing you know <laughs> I love you yeah. you yeah, never going to escape yeah which is interesting because I mean Pluto is associated with you know Hades and and the underworld and all that as well so yeah yeah. but um yeah hopefully not too intense I mean it is a sextile it's supposed to be helpful um but yeah it, it will be interesting it'll be very interesting uh the end of April beginning of May
0: yeah yeah and then um the following day on the first we have Pluto and and Venus make up a an exact sextile so that mm-hmm. comes it, it I'm sure it's leading up that on on the 30th on the day of the uh of the eclipse but. Yeah. On the first you very well might um, experience the themes around mm, I want to say bad sex or, or or sex in a not pleasant way. With Pluto and Venus. That, that conjunction. Those are the things. It could just
1: be very intense sex.
0: Of course. Well there's, you know what? We have free will. So we have, we have, we have the, um, you know, we can go to the positive or we can go to the negative. Mm. So there's always, you know. Yeah. There's always, there's always a choice.
1: Mm, mm. Yeah. It will be interesting Um, and, and you still got that that Jupiter is at the very early degrees of um, it's only seven minutes into that twenty-eight degrees, whereas you know Pluto is at twenty-eight thirty-five minutes. But that Jupiter's still there, kind of, and that can inflame things or enlarge it as well. So it will be interesting.
0: Yeah, I I wouldn't turn my back on Mars or Pluto.
1: <laughs> no, not <laughs> a good these, idea.
0: Just, and Uranus. I mean, there are there's a whole bunch of planets that you know are just they're just primed to just like be right under the surface ready to pop their head out and say hey you know or boo or whatever but yeah. they're back. Yeah (laughs) I'm back. (laughs) Yeah Yeah. so that's that's the energy on the first. So we have on May 2nd which is you know it's nice to be able to say May. um, Mm. Yeah Venus will go into Aries. Venus is going to go
1: from being exalted she's a queen, she's gorgeous, she's beautiful, to now she's in rough and tumble areas where she's in detriment, so. Yeah, she's not happy there. No, no. It's interesting, actually, you were saying about that um, could be rough sex or it's kind of too intense and it might be yeah it's interesting that that's right at the very end of Pisces just as she's coming into that Aries energy so where she's not comfortable she's um
0: yeah that's interesting Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah I yeah she's she's definitely not feeling happy there but you know she does she does get to wear the bright red lipstick there (laughs) yes yes she does have a bit of warrior herself so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah and you know quick you know like this is falling in love quickly this is the thrill of the chase you know it's like taurus venus and taurus you know you you've got your man or woman or whoever you want and, and you want to kind of settle down and cuddle and be together whereas Aries it's kind of the thrill of the chase and, and once you got them it might be like yeah that was fun now what <laughs> you know so.
0: Yeah well she's now she's no longer with um for these last I don't know a couple months she's been with the malefic she's finally mm-hmm. not with the malefic planet so I think she's feeling a little better than she has been but this oh, is yeah. still not a good place. She does not have essential dignity here at all. So she does not yeah. have... she doesn't have her own... she can't really speak her mind or she can speak her mind but she's she is constrained.
1: She is. She'll be a little bit better when she gets into her own bounds. So probably about... I'm not sure what degree that is. Maybe mm-hmm. about, about, seven about seven another degrees week. In or so. About
0: yeah. a week. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, she'll be a little bit better but yeah she's it's not the most comfortable for her but you know she's going to get by Um, she can't see a ruler because Mars rules Aries so it's in the sign next to it which he's kind of like he can't see her and if she needs help he can't kind of can't help her she probably doesn't want his help anyway so yeah she'll be fine but yeah it just it's 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 a different type of Aries because it's it's fueled by that um, that Mars.
0: Yeah. Did I say
1: Aries or Venus? It's a different type of Venus because it's fueled by that Mars. that Mars.
0: Okay, and then so after uh, Venus has gone into Aries on the third, Jupiter will sextile Pluto. Jupiter in Pisces will sextile. Pluto and Capricorn. So Capricorn Pluto wants to be on top and wants to rule and wants to have all the say and wants to have all the power. Yeah the Jupiter and Pluto could could cause some you know major problems. Yeah Uh, again it's
1: a positive aspect but sometimes with the outer it just kind of allows them more ease to cause issues and problems that Pluto is intense it's about depth and honesty but also quite often power so power dynamics can come into this. Jupiter and Pisces it's in its own sign so it's really hard to say Jupiter sextile Pisces whatever it is it's likely to be enlarged it might be oversized reactions to what's going on Uh, Perhaps about philosophy or wisdom or learning or travel, because those are topics associated with uh, Jupiter. But yeah,
0: uprisings are possible Mm. with the Jupiter. Hopefully not. (laughs) Well, it all depends. I mean, you know, there are places that uprisings. You know, some people might not appreciate. Well, actually
1: yeah that's interesting because you've got this stuff going on in Ukraine it's it could be very much uh what do they call it like the resistance like they had in World War II in those countries and you got Pluto being this authority though I would expect perhaps maybe a square or something with that but yeah that's an interesting idea um it could be resistance
0: and there's um also the idea of. Uh, reckless courage with the Neptune and the Jupiter.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And the Mars could have Mm -hmm. and the Pluto uh, with the uh, with that whole group there aspecting with reckless courage. So um, I implore the Ukrainians to be careful and be mindful. Um, Don't be too courageous to where you're sacrificing yourself. But yeah. You could have a lot of heroism now, you know, with that with that kind of aspect.
1: When I see Jupiter and Pluto, I also think big money. So it might be interesting to see what's happening with the stock market at that time.
0: Oh May second, all right. (laughs) So anybody who's so so people who have. I am
1: not a financial advisor do not and I know nothing about financial astrology so take that very much with a grain of salt it just it may be interesting to see what's happening yeah with uh the stock market at that time oh
0: yeah oh yeah all of this is is predict this prediction is what do they say 40 percent accurate so you can't you can you can say the high and you can say the low but you can't say you know
1: yeah and, and I mean and in everybody's individual natal chart it's going to be different you know sometimes these aspects yes they're happening in a house in your chart but it's not impacting anything significant you know sometimes and I know myself I look at some aspects and I think oh this is going to be a really difficult aspect in general and I sail through it. And and then you see a really lovely aspect. You think, oh, that's so lovely. And then it happens. It's just like, well, that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. it, it just depends on your individual chart as well, which is why horoscopes in general, they can give you the general feeling and an outline, but they can't give you that accuracy because we need to look at your individual natal chart.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And then even if it's in your natal chart I think it has to show up three different ways in order for it to actually manifest. I mean it's there's a lot. I mean there's a lot. And
1: and it it depends too. I mean like if you've got Mars the planet of aggression and energy and action in your seventh house of relationships does that manifest as fighting with a partner or is it activities with a partner you know is it um, you know doing something energetic you know.
0: Or competitive with a partner, I mean you oh well, can... yes, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, and, yeah, you know, and how is what is your Mars like in your chart, and what is it like in your partner's chart, you know, how do you both um you know some people don't like that competitiveness, some people thrive on it it's it's so individual it is.
0: It is. It is very individual. Do
1: you know what's happening Donna? I mean we're getting so distracted you know. <laughs> I know we
0: are. Okay so we sh- so we should go on to the third. I know we can talk about Jupiter. Well Jupiter has that the idealism so the and and the moral the moral that Jupiter tries to achieve that moral high ground. So that's why I was yes. going with that that heroism and that Pluto together. That's why I was doing that's why I was going in there because you know It's best to be prepared so you know how to respond when the event does happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: that's 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 that's, I think that that is my motivation for even doing these videos because I mean I think that people can benefit and have a better sense of life if they know what's coming at them. They can then go oh well Aries is going to be in my first house and I've been wanting to put in a garden. I guess that's what we'll do you know so that's why I'm doing these in the first place because I uh, know I mean if if if, if you know
1: that you've got Mars in the third house communications you're probably going to be coming across a little bit more aggressive than usual so you might try and tame it down a little bit you know um yeah just little things like that can really help and me and Donna were talking about this earlier you know Looking at what at your aspects to your chart when something happens is so informative. It's like you know, having a bad day. What's what's opposite your Mars at the moment? You know, or having a really good day. What's aspecting your Venus? You know, it's it's just really interesting.
0: Yes, yeah, it is. It is is very interesting or very telling because I think uh, uh, just a quick side note. I um, commented in a Facebook group for the first time, and then. I heard commotion out in the kitchen. My husband and my daughter were talking about he was emptying the dishwasher. Anyways, but my son was on my Midheaven. There's the sun on the Midheaven and then my moon was on Mars and it's like, <laughs> there yeah. it is. It's like plain as day. So anyways, so we were moving on to May 3rd.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I've got to ask, I think Mercury and because I know we've both been having issues with technology and that this past week Mercury and and um Neptune are messing with us so yeah so this is this is the no boundaries this is why this episode is a little bit (laughs) (laughs) all over the place we're gonna roll with it though
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have a list (laughs) okay so we're moving on to May 3rd okay Jupiter sextiling Pluto did we do that Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes we
1: just spoke okay. about that. So Power the fourth is
0: Mars sextiling Uranus.
1: Yeah there is a lot of um, sextiles leading up to this next um, the full moon which will be a lunar eclipse. So yeah Mars Yeah. aggression and speed and energy sextiling helpful Uranus which is sudden surprising eccentric innovative so yeah yeah could be um uh, you know great time to implement new ideas
0: yeah good idea yeah for sure
1: and i mean the sun is going to be very close to that uranus at the time too so maybe a lot of people ready for a shake-up you know
0: yeah it's possible um breakthroughs hmm yeah you know Uranus is in charge of technology so it mm, uh, could be interesting
1: yeah that's that, that's the point
0: could also be hacking Mars and Uranus <laughs> yeah I, suppose so, I know yeah. I'm thinking about a whole bunch of bad things but you know
1: just that's interesting sure you're, though you're, because you're if, a... if 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 that were to happen not so much hacking but what I'm thinking of because Mars is you know severing so more likely denial of service or what are they worried about kind of like people taking out like the internet sort of thing malware so, ransomware yeah I'm thinking on a larger scale as in like you know they just kind of take out your internet like of a country or a city or you know a large region oh um see, see this is Jupiter you, you you suggest something
0: and I'm kind of like oh We're gonna enlarge this, we're gonna make it worse. (laughs) (laughs) Or like a solar flare that could easily Mm. come and take out and 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 create a uh, a blackout of sorts. Well, that's interesting with that that
1: sun, which is the solar, very close to Uranus at that time too. Hopefully it's not gonna be anything like that though. But
0: No, but uh, these are all you know, you you should have possibilities. (laughs) As a PSA, you should have your antivirus. Up to date, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you should make sure that your computer is backed up, and you should be making sure that you are um, checking everything a couple of times because the end of April was the shadows period. Um, starting uh, Mercury retrograde, Mercury retrograde is going to happen May tenth, so somewhere in this eclipse period. So, yeah, that's the it doesn't point. hurt to um get your programs up to date and your antivir- your, yeah, your antivirus, all that software. Yeah. Don't click on unknown links. No. Yeah, you know,
1: that in general. But um yeah, we will have to do an episode on um the retrograde shadow period at some stage. I don't know if we're gonna have time before before this, what would you call it? Before the yeah.
0: actual because, um, retrograde.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah basically you've got your retrograde period but a couple of weeks before or after it's when it's in the shadow and we'll we'll get into that in in a future episode because it is it's not overly complicated but it it does go into some detail but yeah basically it kind of extends the time that the retrograde effects can be uh relevance
0: yeah mercury retrogrades are always fun (laughs)
1: yeah so well, again it it depends what house they're in, and um if it's suspecting any personal planets as well, so exactly,
0: yeah, you don't have to be I think it does affect everybody the the, the retrograde does but
1: I, I know that some retrogrades affect me more than others, and there's times where i've I've sailed through the retrograde period and I've got caught in the the shadow period, so yeah. What can you do?
0: Yeah. So, what's our next aspect that we have?
1: Well, we were kind of talking about that Sun Uranus. Uh, we we did Mars and Uranus. What about Sun and Uranus? So, that will be
0: independent. Sun and Uranus, independence, freedom, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. striving for freedom. Yeah. I like those. Um, it is in the sign
1: of Taurus, which is a fixed sign. So I think this is going to be more comfortable for some people than others. If you've somebody that's got a lot of mutable or cardinal energy in your chart, a lot of planets in those uh, in cardinal or mutual, I think you're going to probably handle this better than people with a lot of fixed sign energy. But yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to again, you know. With Uranus, it's, you know, change or change will be kind of forced upon you in some way. Unless it's aspecting something significant in your chart, it might not be overly significant. It might be just you wanted to go to the shops this way, you've always gone the shops this way, this is the way you know, this is what you're comfortable with, and there's a roadblock. So you're going to have to go a different way. Um, Whereas if it's something you know if you've got something really close to 14 degrees of the fixed signs you know it might be a little bit more significant for you
0: um instability is another thing that's um coming to mind with uranus and the sun conjunct
1: what i do like about uranus and um i've found this usually to be quite typical for in my cases anyway and i've heard a lot of people say it it can bring freedom even though it can be disruptive and all that it's usually kind of it happens for the best you know you kind of you're forced to move and do something and change but it usually ends up being better for you so there is that um, if you're going through a difficult time at that uh, time yeah you know it's possibly going to be better in the long run yeah sounds good (laughs) (laughs) And then we have Mercury sextile Venus which we had not long ago. Mercury will be in Gemini at this time so it will be in good condition. It will be getting close to that retrograde
0: so it will be starting to slow down. Yeah he's not only in his own terms he's in his own sign. He has a very he's very very strong uh, Mercury with Venus uh, maybe maybe working through a process because Mercury is all about the process like you know the science Mm -hmm. when you when you when you're a scientist and you have you have to do this to do this and then you can do this and then we'll you know it's it's all about the process and and being very detail oriented and technical so maybe this would be some good times well Um, Venus and Mercury is is, is time for good discussion so and and happy discussion and lively discussion so hopefully there's some um you know inclusivity with Venus has that you know gather gather kind of energy Venus wants everybody in you know to come to the hearth and uh maybe this will be the energy for that and they can iron out the details that would be that would be nice not, I'd rather have it happen sooner <laughs> as we're recording this on what is it? Uh April 20th, 18th? Yeah, yeah 19th. It would <laughs> be nice if people sat down at a table, got out the pencil, and and worked out the details. That would be that would be a good Venus Mercury uh aspect. <laughs> we can hope.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um it is a nice energy. This Venus is a bit of a rowdy Venus. Gemini can be quite not rowdy, but it's um it's energetic and it's fun and it's young. They're both kind of young energies. So yeah, kind of a lot of yeah, you know, like if if we're flirting here it's kind of like it's not going to be like I love you. It's going to be like quite playful and, and fast and kind of maybe even a little bit teasing and yeah, it's it's a faster, more active, not aggressive necessarily, but fast and that, yeah, just a bit more rumbunctious. So, yeah. Yep.
0: Should be an interesting day. Hopefully, it's a fun day. Hopefully, <laughs> it's a good day. <laughs> we have good news out of that. Good conversations. Yeah. yeah. So, the next one is going to happen on May 7th, and that's going to be the sun. Um, sextiling Mars. Right? Yeah. Mm,
1: interesting.
0: This speaks of boldness and courage um, and the, the, the desire to lead. You know like charge. Like, Yeah. Yeah.
1: This Mars isn't particularly strong in that uh, position but yeah I think this is kind of like the courage of your convictions. This is you know I want to do this and you've kind of got that Mars energy drive to um kind of power you along it's Mars in a, a water sign so probably this works better for if it's an emotionally driven project um but yeah just good energy to kind of get you going you know rather than just sitting there and thinking about it
0: yeah I'm not quite sure how that Mars is actually going to manifest in there with that Jupiter so
1: Yeah, I mean, there's 12 degrees between them, so not too bad. I mean, yeah, hopefully it will be helpful. I mean, that Mars can be problematic depending where it is in in a person's chart, but that Neptune could kind of dissolve it somewhat. Yes, that um, Jupiter could inflame it. I'd be much more worried if they were like within three degrees of each other or something uh that uh, Jupiter is going to move into Aries which will be interesting because that will be ruled by Mars then but yeah I'm I'm not overly stressed about that I I think this is just good you know I want to do this so get up and do it you know sometimes you just kind of you put your mind to something and you go out and do it other times you kind of think oh I should do that and and then you know you get distracted or and I mean, you've got that Uranus still quite close to that sun at the time. So you have a great idea. And it's like the Mars is there saying, so Yeah, well, let's do it.
0: Yeah. Well, with the eclipse happening in Taurus, um, things can happen with grain in our crops. So oh, interesting. And with the in the Pisces and the Mars, you know. Yeah. There, that, can, there yeah. can be there can be things that are a disruption or um aggressive around crops.
1: Yeah that's a little bit concerning because um, with all the situation going on with Russia Ukraine. R- r-
0: yeah, it's yeah the breadbasket yeah, of yeah, Europe.
1: Yeah these these, pl- these crops aren't being planted so that could lead to some issues. Hopefully um, I would maybe maybe expect that at a square or an opposition. I know it doesn't have to be a hard aspect to cause problems but mm, interesting maybe we'll have some rumblings at that time interesting
0: <sighs> or it's was all it's all in the past because they made up before and <laughs> when venus mm. and pluto were getting together hopefully anyways um then the on the 8th we have um mother's day which the moon will be in leo on that day um yeah, it lions tend to eat their young. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, you know, when you have it, I, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, Mother's Day is nice, it'll have a nice square to the Sun and mm-hmm. Uranus.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It will be the moon will be squared to that sun and Uranus for some of that time. Yeah, could be some tense moments, but take you know the moon moves. The moon moves really fast, so yeah,
0: it does. It'll only May, be maybe a take project. her out the
1: day before, or <laughs> <laughs> and and in Australia it should be um, a little bit later. So we might actually get a Virgo.
0: Oh well, there you go. Here's nice. I'm there not sure. I'll have to. Th- I'll
1: have to think about that. Let me actually just quickly change the location. So that will be Monday. So we'll actually. No, we're not going to avoid the. Um, we're we're going to have the. Uh, the same thing, the Leo. So yeah, it could be tense for everyone. <laughs> but um, yeah. So treat on your mother
0: regally. <laughs> royally is is how you should treat your mother royally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the lion mm-hmm. um, yeah <laughs> okay so on the 10th we have uh, Mercury will finally be retrograde and that's going to happen at 7 42 p.m.
1: Mercury retrograde where are we okay so that's that are there yeah. yeah so four degrees of Gemini and if you have planets at uh around about four degrees so say two to six degrees of Gemini, Sag, uh, Virgo or Pisces this might be a retrograde period that affects you more than most and it's going to retrograde back to I think about 26 Taurus. It is. Which is interesting because that's around about the degree it's going to be opposite the degree of the the lunar eclipse we've got coming up so
0: it is Mm, very very, interesting um, yeah very interesting on what Mercury is going to you know have for us what kind of energy Mm, yeah I think I think obviously you know the communication is going to be you know highlighted so is the world finance Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. interesting yeah so it will retrograde back into Taurus so it will lose a little bit of dignity because it is it's in you know, a sign that it rules so it's like it's in its home at the moment. It will be retrograde so that does kind of inhibit it. Mercury retrograde periods are really good for just reviewing, redoing, reevaluating, uh, reapplying. Um, this is the planet has been going along and it stopped which is what's happening at this time when it's station's retrograde and then it will go backwards so it's like you're on your way to the store you thought oh i don't have my wallet so you've stopped well normally you wouldn't necessarily stop but in this instance we're going to say you're going to stop and then you're going to reverse all the way back which of course you wouldn't do in real life <laughs> you would just turn around and go back the other way but in this case the planet's going back over ground it's already gone over so it's good time to review redo reapply always good idea to like Donna was saying earlier make sure things are backed up and that you know before you hit send on that email or that text that you know it's it's going to the right person that you've um, you know got the right attachment to that email just to be a little bit more cautious during mercury retrograde
0: yep that's really good advice, especially when you have Jupiter moving into Aries all on its own.
1: yeah, that would be interesting too so,
0: yeah, so um Jupiter is being in Aries now has that um that impatientness associated with that. let's get everything big so. That would be something to watch out for with that, you know, growing and expansive. Um, honesty is 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 also a uh, an energy that could come through, you know. Yeah. Um, focused and clear.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will be in its own bounds for the first. It looks like five or six degrees, uh, which is nice. But, yeah, it's it's a more impatient uh, Jupiter, wisdom, travel, knowledge. In a negative sense, Jupiter can be a little bit judgmental and it can be a little bit, what's the word, kind of look down their nose at others, kind of, yeah, judgmental and just kind of a bit snooty at times. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily... Uh, Associate snooty with Aries, <laughs> uh, but but certainly jumping to conclusions or a bit judgmental about others uh, could be something that trips you up while Jupiter's in Aries. Yeah, I mean Jupiter in a fire sign is um, in its night's night triplicity so that helps it somewhat it's not hugely hobbled it's just we waited so long for Jupiter to be in Pisces because Jupiter was in Capricorn and Aquarius those two Saturn ruled signs for like 2020 and 2021 and all the astrologers were waiting for it to get to Pisces and it went into Pisces in 2021 but then it went back to Aquarius and then it finally got back into Pisces, which it rules in, I think it was about the 28th of December last year. You know, you could usually expect Jupiter to be in a sign for like 13 months, but it just went whoop, straight through. I mean, what have we had? Just over five months or something. It's it's not enough.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Not, for, not for that big planet to just not be in that sign for that long. Although, me, hopefully... Hmm. Hopefully. is it
1: going to retrograde back into Pisces
0: for a little bit I think it might I think it it, it will at the end of the year if not next year sometime
1: hmm. yeah I'm, I'm not 100% sure maybe it will I know it's going to station round about eight degrees of Aries because that's my son
0: <laughs> I was like oh great <laughs> if I was a gambling girl I would say yes
1: Hmm. It is going well, to be. Go that's back. interesting because I could totally see um Jupiter and Aries being a gambler. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of. And, and interesting, that's another thing that Jupiter is associated with, which is luck. So it's called the Greater Benefic because it tends to bring good things. So wherever Aries is in your natal chart, you might have some sort of luck in this area. So yeah, have a look. Um, and then you know, depending on what house it is in. And we'll we'll have to eventually get round to Jupiter in this sign episodes and all that sort of thing. But yeah, Jupiter, what house it is, it might bring um good things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Generally speaking. Good. Yeah. I mean it, sometimes
1: it's just causing issues <laughs> and blowing things out of proportion. But generally speaking, it, it is a benefic planet. It, it it brings good things.
0: Right. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it should it should be um should have a, a better time than it was in you know say Aquarius or oh, Capricorn yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. The
1: further it can get away from those the better.
0: Yeah. Yeah because I wonder if Saturn won't be in Pisces when Jupiter gets back there. I'm not sure. But we'll, we'll have to look at that. But anyways moving on um, to <laughs> May 15th. May 15th. We have this. This will be. We we went through 15 days without a hard aspect of a square. Okay. Mm -hmm. We have conjunctions are hard aspects and squares are hard aspects. This is our first square. And that's going to be between Saturn and the Sun. And that's going to that's that gives usually the energy of duty. Like it is my duty and it's my responsibility to do whatever. Yeah and and that can be kind of like yeah you got to do it but you're not overly thrilled about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not thrilled about it. Yeah. There's um the other. It's an obligation. Yeah. Mm. Or sluggish vitality.
1: Yeah that's a good point too. Of course Saturn slows down things and yes and the sun is representative of ourselves and our vitality. So yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot actually.
0: Yeah so we are getting close to a full moon it's looking like but um, we do have one more aspect. The Sun is going to be sextiling Neptune.
1: Yeah that's kind of a bit of daydreaming kind of... could be quite idealistic.
0: Um, Lots of creativity. I I was just gonna say the creativity. Yeah. Yeah
1: interesting that it's going to be happening at the same time as that sun square saturn so you've got all these obligations but you'd much rather be off doing something much nicer maybe if you daydream
0: more, you do the obligations it will (laughs) be easier um yes spirituality might uh Mm -hmm. associated with that as well yeah with the the sun neptune Mm. it's that it's that you know beyond what I can touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Interesting that you were saying about that sun square Saturn with it kind of it can make you sluggish. This is um, a sextile from Neptune but Neptune can kind of dissolve things. So the sun again is a vitality but as we were saying earlier even though it's a sextile sometimes it just makes it easier. So For some people particularly this might be a time of really really low energy because you've got that sun saturn square and at the same time you've got Neptune kind of messing with that bogging down vitality as well. And then we've got the lunar eclipse. Do you want to have a look at that chart?
0: Sure. It's going to be happening at 25 degrees, uh Scorpio, 18 minutes. So uh that should be an interesting eclipse. It will be happening at night. So in the eastern coast for sure. I believe all of the United States will be able to see it. And this will be a total lunar eclipse. Typically eclipses that if they're if it's a total eclipse um, and you are able to visualize it it will impact you more. So Linda you won't be able to even see it. It'll be light where you are during this. Yeah
1: I'm trying to think that will probably be about two o'clock in the afternoon for me. So yeah it'd be broad daylight we won't see it here so probably more impactful for people in the northern hemisphere. Right yeah. Saturn will be squaring that degree as well so and we're talking fixed signs so that'd be interesting. Uranus will be a little bit further away I mean it'd be within 10 degrees but hopefully not too erratic but yeah it will be interesting. Perhaps some of these surprises or things coming to light will be a little bit more somber or sobering with Saturn square the uh eclipse degree.
0: Yeah. That was lots of fun. There's a lot of sextiles and Mercury was raising all kinds of energy and I, it just it just it seems like this is going to definitely be a month to keep an eye on where the uh, aspects where yeah. the planets are hitting and if you know yeah. your chart you'll be able to see and 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 kind of you have a heads up of where this is going to hit you in your chart so um, and if you don't know your chart you can go on to you know a website astroseek.com or you can get a hold of you can get a hold of me or linda i'm sure you can get a hold of you um i'm donna b astrology at dot com and um or you can email me at donna bar consulting at gmail.com so i'll be happy to help you out so that you can look at your chart because if you can you can get an idea of where you can have the leeway and where you can't have the leeway. So once you understand where those planets are hitting in your chart, um, it makes for a easier navigation to navigate these tougher times. These, it's going to be tougher times with Mars. It's going to be in one sign at the end of this year for a long time. And if you know where all the other planets and how it's aspecting, it'll help you out. I think, in my opinion in my hmm. layman's informal opinion. (laughs) It has helped me out. Yeah. I
1: Looking where the moon is can be quite illuminating. If you're not comfortable kind of thing you know Mars is this what does Mars mean? Just looking where the moon is in what house can be quite interesting. You know tells you what your focus is kind of looking towards for those couple of days. Yeah. Hmm. And what services are you offering at the moment Donna?
0: I am offering natal readings. I am offering horary and I am offering electional. I am also offering schedule and it's only people that are close to me um, for uh, crystal layouts. Um, I can as well do distance healing as well or distance he, distance healing layouts or distance supportive layouts would be a more accurate term. Never um, discount the doctors that you have in your life and getting regular medical attention but the layouts do tend to support the healing. If there's support to be had the the crystals sure, The crystals do um, do help with the healing. So Linda, <laughs> what are your services and where can people get a hold of you? <laughs> I am at Scullywag Astrology,
1: which is uh, www.astrology.scullywag, that's S-C-U-L-L-Y-W-A-G.com. Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And I offer natal readings, which is looking at your birth chart. I offer uh, sinistry, which is looking at your relationship with your partner and um, yeah, year ahead forecast. So
0: yeah. And you have been doing a great job at doing all the editing of, of this, the podcast and so.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you, <laughs> thank you very <laughs> thank much.
0: Thank you very much. You are a whiz with, with the um, the social media and getting all that going. Linda, you, you don't, you deserve way more credit than you're revealing. Oh, thank you. You're an expert so on the website. So <laughs> Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah, so yeah, um, look forward to doing this again. Yes, it's always fun getting
1: together and doing these. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, please like or subscribe or if you're subscribed, hit the bell so you are notified if you're watching this on YouTube uh, or if you're listening on the podcast
0: and um, yeah, thank you. Yes, yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye.